the objective, aside from our scaffolding of gathering, because we do that, we've done that for a long time, twice a week we have services, and uh, of course all the other gatherings that take place. And really the, uh, the whole point is integration with the Spirit of God. Wow. Did you catch that last point? Is integration with the Spirit of God in a fresh way. And uh, that's all this is. Just an opportunity for that. And uh, so I think we set our hearts, you know, I've heard a couple people say uh, recently, uh, one yesterday and one at the convention. Um, and that is that when things happen in life, <coughs> that disturb us, and uh, I'm, I've gone past that, So, but for the rest of you who are still dealing with things that disturb you, um, it, the, this, regardless of the vessels, regardless of the environment, regardless of the circumstances, the Spirit of God wants to speak to your heart and wants to speak to my heart. And, and both the people that I was talking with said, you have to kind of look inward and find out what it is that the Spirit is after. And we gather here for that very purpose, for an atmosphere for the Spirit to, to help us. I've always been, you know, you think about, do we really need service as well? When Elijah needed a word um, from God, he, I always thought, think about this, he called a minstrel ahead to play some songs. <laughs> you know, to get, he needed some inspiration. And uh, I thank, thank God for the inspiration available to us, even this morning, on the early Saturday morning. There's inspiration of the Spirit, uh, so that there can be contact and impact and integration in a fresh way. So, Lord, help us today as we come to you. And thank you for the gathering. Thank you for your hand upon us, Lord. Uh, release uh, the moving of your Spirit in a, in a genuine way, Lord in all of our hearts, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good. Let's go.
I am, you're going to get something hot off the press, and I'm thankful. Uh, I'm right on with what uh, Brother David opened with in this last song. You know, the Lord is always bidding us to come. There's never a day or a season that the Lord is not bidding us to come. The only question is whether we will come. That is the question. And I, David opened up with the principle of, of what God is doing in the heart, the work of the Spirit in our heart. And I want to continue with that. I have I very much appreciated the theme we have had over the last few years. Uh, and thanks to, to Sparks, who is really his uh, anointed to you know, just open our eyes to another dimension of this, but the help of the Lord that's coming our way and the and how abundant it is. And uh, the theme on the, the board there on the, on the wall, <clears throat> you know, uh, there, is, there is a infinite, there is a abundant and an overwhelming uh, draw of the Spirit upon our hearts at all times to continue to turn to the Father. The only question that remains is whether we will have a heart that is going to yield to that and respond to that. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, the work of God is absolutely making everything happen. There is nothing that we can do to bring anything about. I think we're all clear on that. Everything comes from God our way. We have been gifted with a new birth. We have been uh, gifted with a, an imputation of His life. Uh, if you listen to any of the words of the convention, the theme was, uh, you know, being born from above, the imputation of, of a life that is uh, eternal. And, and that has been really the theme for us for the last few years. Um, but I have been more and more aware of the fact that there is a vast, vast uh, responsibility on my part to respond to the call of God in my life. It is not anything uh, of going out to create something, to do something of my own inspiration, but it is on me to turn my heart towards a king and towards a father who is drawing me. That is, that is my part. And, and everything for me is that response. We've talked about response since I can remember from a kid. That is the one thing that we have. But it is absolutely important. I was thinking this morning, it doesn't matter, we're gathered here, how good the songs are, how good the pianist is, you know, we have great music. Um, if I haven't come with a heart that's ready to meet the Lord, everybody else might join in and be blessed by that, but I have to have my part of entering in. It's absolutely critical. It's very personal, the response that we have towards the, towards the draw of God. I wrote down here, growth is never an issue of taking more initiative to go do a good spiritual thing is an issue of responding to the work of the Spirit in our lives. This is what growth is about, responding to the work of the Spirit in our lives. As I've been considering this, I just, I'm truly uh, amazed to consider the times when I haven't been aware of the work of the Spirit in my life. It's not like it's uh, that God has good days where He decides to impart more to me and God has off days where he might forget about me. The Spirit is constant. You know who has good days and bad days? This guy. 
because I wake up and I just might just be in the natural man. The natural man, if you like to have good days and bad days, and more bad days than good days, the natural man is the perfect place to be, I will tell you. If you'd like to be run by your feelings, the ups and the downs with the whims of the world, you know, you just got to wake up and just step out in the natural man, and it doesn't take much effort. That's just where, you know, naturally that is where we are from. That is where we are at. And, you know, everything, if you've, uh, everything about this world and the prince of the power of this world, it's, it's good to be reminded that this world is under the governor of another uh, spirit. <laughs> it's been given over to the prince of the power of the air. Uh, and everything that rules it, uh, you know, just tuning in to some of the, to the news and what's happening, you know, you can find yourself, even if you're just, you know, I try to stay just kind of abreast of what's happening in the world uh, theme. I think it's good to be aware of what's going on just because there's, you know, God's at work all across the globe, but, um, you know, there, you don't want to read all the news, you know, uh, you will find yourself just kind of just sinking into the tank of despair. If you woke up every morning and just took a little feeding on the news, you're not going to be built up in your most holy faith, I can assure you from my own experience. You will walk out in, in concern and anxiety, possibly wondering if anybody is in charge of anything. Um, the world does a good job of, of the cycle of ups and downs. That's what it has to offer. But there is a consistency of the Spirit of God to draw us that is never, ever unable to move on my heart any given time, wherever I'm at, however the job is going, to raise me up <clears throat> to uh, take part of the life that I am been given. And I want to look at Luke 11. I read a little bit of this the other night. <clears throat> Fabian was running this theme just of, of the help of the Father, a good Father. You know, if you don't trust that your Father has your good in mind, you're going to be a lot more reticent to offer Him your heart. You really don't uh, trust, uh, give, your, give your heart to anybody that you don't trust. That is, that is a huge issue. And things have happened in our lives that don't seem good. They seem painful. They seem unjust. We've had different, you know, there's such a different... Um, cadre of, of, of just uh, situations in all of our lives growing up, those that have grown up here, those, those that have come here, uh, you know, but today, no matter what has happened from before, there is an opportunity to enter into a place of, of a position of a son for a father who is drawing you at all times. And in Luke 11, this is just a great principle. <clears throat> Because uh, I think, um, who was it that read that recently? Someone read a scripture that they said they hated. Shanae, maybe. The Syrophoenician woman? Was that Shanae? Fantastic, yes. Okay, took me a minute to. That is an irritating scripture. It doesn't sound like the Lord to say, I didn't come here for you. What the heck? I mean, we're going out to get the prostitutes and the you know, the tax collectors, and you're going to turn this, this lady away? I mean, this must have not just been for her, but for the disciples. Just an interesting story. What is the Lord after? He's, he's literally pushing away, for sure. It's not like it's a, it's not a deep spiritual analysis. He just gives her a cold answer right away. What is going on? I'll come back to that. And he said unto you, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight? I'm not appreciative of anybody coming to me at midnight, I'll say that. <clears throat> and say to him, Mom, no, friend, lend me three loaves. 
I can't sleep. For a friend of mine is in his journey and has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot rise and give thee. That part is also, I think I mentioned that is, that was where his first mistake was. Don't ever bring your kids to bed. I don't, we never did that. I think we tried it one time with our most peaceful, and it was disaster. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise, I say unto you, though he, he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. This is the principle of how the life of God works. He is looking not just for amoebas, not just he can do anything that he wants to, he can raise up the rocks. But that's not what he's looking for. He's looking for spiritual sons that are aware of his work in their life and that are going to come to him. He has come to us and we are, Lord, what do you have for me today? It's just a simple, turning is not a complex thing. It's just, Lord, I want to be directable today. What are you doing in the situation? It's a consciousness of the work of the Spirit in our life, more than the consciousness of the rest of what is happening in the day. It's as simple as that. There must be a consciousness of the fact that God is at work to do something in my heart today, to take me somewhere, to, to be able to move me past something that has been stopping me, but you find that it's not just as simple as just, you know, clicking online and it comes in the mail. There is an engaging with. Response has everything to do with engaging. He just, there's numerous stories of, you know, a push against to find out, are you seeking? Do you want to find me? This is huge. You know, teachers can teach all day long, but what they're looking for is a response from students. I can teach you know, on the job, I can teach my kids. What I'm looking for is them to take hold of something. That's when it's theirs, when it becomes something that they respond to and do something with. Everything. There's nothing that we can do to get this. It is all comes from God. But there is absolutely a requirement for us to have a heart that is turning, to have a response that is willing to say, Man, you know what, Lord? I want to, I, I see that you're at work on on me with this particular situation, I'd like to. I'd like to get this. I'd like to not. I've. I've. You know, blown this in the past. I'd like to now uh, grow in this area and take part of what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> Joe uh, at the convention was talking about being born from above, and he was just saying, if you consider the implications of being born from above, it almost sounds like it's something that is too good to be true. Like, sounds something for the future, born from above. But the fact is that there isn't more than two options. We're either, we're either born of this earth or we're born from above. And the fact is that God has given all of us uh, the impartation of a life that is from above. The provision of God and the draw of God is constant. I only miss out on the work of the Spirit on any sim day simply because I do not engage with it. And I was thinking how it's just, it's easy to just uh, sit back uh, and engage with the pressing work of the day uh, and then come home and you're just you're, you're tired we're all working hard it, the easiest thing to do is just to kind of drift into whatever you do in the evening just to kind of veg a little bit downtime is not bad but you know drifting into the media of the world it's just these I think God is very practical with where we go 
I found for myself, if I, if I sit down and I say, Lord, okay, what do you have for me? Or I just drift into the media of the day. There's a vast difference in how the evening goes. And I'm talk, not talking about being extreme, but there's something very practical in the way God works. I think we have to know that if I just come home and I just get on my phone, maybe this is for the old, maybe this is for the young, and I just have this as my habit every night, there's not going to be a feeding of my spirit. I want to be very clear that where you engage with is where you live. It's very simple. Sometimes I wonder why I haven't gone past something, but it's because I've just been going back to the same things. And then I'm fed by the same things. It's very simple. Like I said, nothing wrong with the news. Maybe you're into hunting. Maybe you're into sewing. I don't know what it is. But just to feed, the easiest thing that is to, that is to do is just to feed on the media coming by. Something we can all relate with. And it can be just a very simple thing. Just suddenly, half an hour, an hour has gone by. I haven't stopped to engage with the work of the Spirit. God is not ethereal in what He does with us. He's very practical. I can tell you numerous mornings that I've just, Lord, you know, what did I do last night? What, you know, ah, you know, I wasted some time. It's, God is not strict, religious, ridiculous. We don't, but there's just fruit from the things we sow to. That's the simplicity of it. If I'm engaging with the Spirit, not in a religious way, I'm going to be very careful about this, but I, I think our kids are aware of what we do as adults. I can tell my kids over and over and over again, you know, be aware. Be aware of the time that you have there. And then I think of myself. I think of all of us adults. It's just, this is, it's, it's very insidious the way that you can find yourself just not engaging with the work of the Spirit. It's very practical. God is very practical in the way He moves. It's just, there has to be, I, I find for myself when I stop and I take some time to invest, Lord, what do you have for me? I've never found the Lord to give me a stone when I'm asking for a fish. But you know, maybe I arrive on Saturday morning and I just, man, my head, where, where have I been? What happened last night? Oh, you know, I tell my kid, you can't go home late to bed and arrive at service just there. The Lord's looking for an engagement. It's very simple. There's got to be a sowing too. There has to be, convention makes a difference, not because of who comes, but because we're preparing for it. There's some things that just are because of our preparation that make a great difference. If you look at uh, King David, um, and I, I was going to actually talk about uh, Joseph a little bit, Fabian did a very good talking about that. Turn to 2 Samuel 12. You find with King David a very uh, relatable individual, uh, just rash and, you know, Maybe acting and then asking later, you know, he just, he's... But as he, as he goes through life, the Lord continues to work with him. And when the Lord pins him down, David's heart is always immediately, Lord, wow, this is... I see what I've done. I take responsibility. I want to get back on track. It just over and over again. I just want to look at, the, you know, one of the most, the most uh, well-known pastors, but I want to just look at a couple things in, in particular. This is when, you know, David, of course, is done. The, this is 2 Samuel 12, verse 4. It says, And there came a traveler unto the rich man. This is Nathan, has come in to talk to David. <clears throat> Give him some good news from the day. And he spared to take of his own flock and his own herd to dress for the wafering man that was come unto him, but took of the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. It, I love how the Lord... You know, he, the Lord here is coming to, to get David back on track. He's not coming to just get him. You've got to understand, this is, and this is, if there was a time to take David and get him, it's right now. 
but he gives him a little parable, kind of draw him into what's going on. And David's anger was kindled, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord liveth, the man that has done this thing shall surely die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. And Nathan says to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee to be king over Israel. He goes through a little, just a recap of what he has done for him. This recap must have been like 20-pound sledgehammer, just sitting there thinking about what you, the last little thing you took last week, and then God just does a little review of what he's given you. So, you know, take this for yourself. Just consider what the Lord has done for you in your life, the work in your life. Um... I anointed thee king over Israel. I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul. I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom and gave thee of the house of Israel and of Judah. And then this is, and if that had been too little, like, are you unhappy with what God has done for you so far? Is there a lack of fulfillment based on God's part for what he's brought our way? I mean, it, when you put it like that, you're like, are you crazy? This is, you know... It sounds audacious. It's just that, you know, no, there's, there, of course not, you know. But what happened reflected that that was what was in the heart. I just can tell you that sometimes I say, Lord, you know, where have you been? And the fact is, he's been there all along. I have not been engaging with him. It's a very different answer. You know, it's, it's okay to say, Lord, where but it reflects, it shows me where I'm at. But, you know, Lord, I could have used your help today. That was a rough day. I find myself kind of commenting on that in the mental, you know, commentary too much and realizing I'm in the wrong consciousness. I'm in the wrong headspace because God on his part, no matter what kind of day it has been, he hasn't been lacking. There's no lack. There's no lack on his part. What have I not been reaching in to take a hold of? I must be engaging with the wrong things today. I don't, you know, there's, it's just an awareness of what's available and how to get there. If that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do this evil? Anyway, he goes on. It's just, the Lord is just doing a little review to say, David, I took you from nothing. I gave you everything. If you would have asked for more, I would have given you more. <laughs> you didn't ask, you just took. Uh, verse down to verse 11. Uh, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives from before thine eyes, give them to my neighbor, and... On and on, in verse 12, For thou didst secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the sun. And here's David's heart. This has been some heavy news. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. The Lord was, the Lord was already ready for him to have a turning heart. And, and in a sentence of an acknowledgement of, Lord, I have sinned, uh, please forgive me, the Lord, there's not, Nathan doesn't go out and say, I'll be back next week, think on that, you know? Yeah, think on that. I might tell my kid, you know, think about it a little bit, you know? <laughs> he says, the Lord has removed the iniquity of your sin. I mean, it, the, the Lord is, the Spirit of God is never behind our response. As soon as I have a turning heart, I get help from the Lord. That's what I want to say. It is everything in hell comes against you just to change, just to engage in a different thing, just to turn, just to have a soft heart. But when you do, you get the help of the Lord. I will say here that 
it's not advisable to take the hardest path. I think I've mentioned this before, but the word is full of examples, not so that we can see where we're going, but we can see what we could avoid. You know, it says everything that Israel did is for an example. You know, that's a big example. That's a big experiment, to, you know, a big show and tell. Um, you know, if you look at what happened to David, the Lord did save him and the Lord restored him. But the things that took place from what he sowed to still happened. You know, his son did live, and, and, and what is said there in verse you know, 12, 11 there took place. Uh, there, there is fruit from the things we sow to. That's what I want to say. And if we sow to the right things, there is good fruit. And that's, what, that's where we want to be. Um, let's say, turn to uh, Luke 15. This is another fantastic passage. <clears throat> There's a lot in Isaiah about uh, turning while you're, while you're going there, turning it the reproof of the Lord. I don't believe the Lord sends any more reproof or any more corrections that, than we need to turn. I think he's very kind in the way that he, that he moves. Um, but you find for the people that wouldn't turn, it says, you know, in, in Isaiah, uh, it says, Then they shall call upon thee, and I will not answer, and see me early, but they shall not find me. For they hated knowledge, and did not choose the fear of the Lord. And the reason is, if you look in the verse above, it says, Because thou hast not called upon me, but thou hast been weary of me. And I thought, man, <clears throat> not good to find yourself in a place of being weary of the Lord. You know, like, uh, I just like things to let up a little bit. I think we can all relate to that. Because sometimes the weeks <laughs> need a little let up. You know, the job, whatever it is, you know. We get a lot of students that are ready for the end of school. <laughs> um, but... Uh, the fact is, there's always reward for continuing in the thing that the Lord has you in. Uh, I think it was uh, Lewis that said that the Lord doesn't deliver us out of things. He delivers us through things. And I love that, the way of putting that. Um, because otherwise, you would take analysis of what is happening. If you took a slice of any bit of humanity and you found just the suffering and the, uh, just the physical and mental and things that are going on, why does the Lord allow these things? Why is He not fixing them all? Well, he's delivering through. It's a very different thing because he's after us finding him. That's what he's after. This is what David has been on since coming home, if you've been listening. What he's after is us coming to know the Father that we have. That's, that's everything. But he doesn't always deliver us out of something. I've had a lot of prayers that are, Lord, please help me out of this thing. I would like this to stop. Please help me out of this thing. And even I've been trying to pray differently for people, the ones here that are really going through long-term things, Whatever the Lord brings to your heart to pray, but it's, it's a different sort of awareness when you realize, Lord, keep them in this thing. Strengthen their heart in this thing. Don't let their faith to fail. Yes, I'd actually like them to feel better tomorrow. We pray at night. The kids, it's, just a, it's a very direct, Lord, you know, help them to feel better. It's, it's just, that's what I like. I like them to feel better. I like Kathy to feel better. I like Amber, Renee, you know, all these things. Maria, I like them to feel better. When? Today, right now, I like everybody to feel better. Is that my choice? No, it's not my choice. Is God off duty? No, God's not off duty. Well, what is left in the result of what's taking place then? Yeah. Well, we have a faithful father who's at work for something greater than a physical healing. That's what's at work. So how should my prayers be? I want my prayers to be aligned with what God is doing so I'm not just wasting time making words happen. Lord, don't let their faith fail. Lord, Strengthen their heart for what you have today. 
Lord, uh, you know, complete your work. Don't, don't stop your work, you know. Uh, maybe it's as simple as, Lord, what should I say to them today? Just a simple engaging with what God is doing is a vast difference from missing everything of the help of God and getting everything of the help of God. It's everything. It's the whole difference of everything that has been directed our way. It's coming. We don't want to miss out on what it is. <clears throat> this, is the this is the passage of the prodigal son, which you all know. Um, but I, I just want to look at two, two things in this one as well. We know the story of, of you know, beginning, and he takes his, takes his riches. Um, we can pick this up in 13. Luke 15, 13. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land and he began to be in want. You know, sometimes the best way that the Spirit of the Lord works with us is putting us in a situation where we wake up to the fact that we are in want. If you don't know that you are in want, if you don't know that there is a need to be sourced from a... Uh, life greater than your own, then it would be good just to spend some time on that because it starts with being aware of the fact that I need to be sourced from the life that God has given to me or <laughs> there is big problems. The Lord does a lot of different situations that are specific to all of us, but the point of it is to turn our hearts. That's what he's after. He's after whatever type of situation that is totally tailored for me to bring me to a consciousness of Lord. This, is, this way that I've been going in this, this area, this relationship that I've had, the way that I've been approaching this job, wow, you brought me to a place of want. <laughs> here I am in the pig's pen. What next, Lord? What do you have for me? I don't want to stay here. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And then it says, and when he came to himself. That is what the Lord um, is at work to do. And this is talking about mainly coming to a spiritual awareness of where you are at, coming to himself. It took this guy going to the pig pen to come to itself. It took the story for David. It took, it took all these things. For Saul, it took the light knocking him off his horse. You know, it's different for everybody. God is very specific. But you know what I'm thankful for? When I wake up in the morning, the Lord is at work to bring me to a place where I come to myself and I come to a spiritual awareness of, man, I'm not living in the right place. This, this attitude that I'm in, this, this anxiety that I'm in, I don't need to be here. <laughs> I'm going to go return to my father because even the servants in his house are not in this sort of state that I'm in. You know, the, the mental consciousness, the state that I'm in, it is not okay. I need, to go, I need to go back to my father. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? It wasn't that the provision of his father was any less. He'd already used and blown all the money. He was just simply in the wrong place. All he had to do was turn and go back to the right place. I will arise and go to my father and say to him, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and am no longer worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. And this is the incredible part. But when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him 
and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck. He hadn't even got there yet, but he was just headed in the right direction. That is what it takes. Maybe you simply have come to the place, and I mentioned a little about this before, where you, don't, you know that you don't have the energy or even the will to take yourself up from where you are and go to another place. But you do have the energy just to turn your heart and say, Lord, I'm at the end. This situation, I, I don't want to remain in the situation anymore. Uh, I would like to have your help. I don't know what to say for my child or for my friend or for the situation. So I'm going to once again turn on you, Lord, and say, help. I'm going to call upon you and seek you. I'm going to seek you because that's what it says to do. The turning is the most important thing. That response is everything. All the help was available to the prodigal son. The whole way that he's headed the wrong direction, the whole way that he's spending all the money, the father's heart had not changed. The whole way that he's on his way to the pig pen, but there's got to be a turning before we actually wake up to understand, okay, Lord, thank you. You've actually, what I need is actually within. It's not from without. It's from within. I've got everything I need right here at my fingertips. Lord, please show me how to engage with it today. Please show me today, Saturday morning, how to be more than just a natural man that has a lot of head knowledge. Please show me how to engage with what you're doing. I want to have a heart that's responsive to you in a, in a manner of faith. It says that when he returns, what he's looking for is to find faith. Faith is simply the engagement of a trusting heart to a father that is good. That is what faith is. And you can find, you know, all of us know in the areas where we may not have enough trust for the Lord that we've wondered, is he going to hurt us in this situation? Lord, if I trust you here, if I give you my heart, well, what's going to happen? We don't know. He doesn't tell us physically how it's going to work out. He took a lot of the people. If you look through the disciples and what happened to them, it wasn't just an easy, beautiful, pretty life, but they got eternal life. You know, I mean, this is this is what we have to be aware of. What am I after? If I'm after physical, a physical um, change, a physical feeling that is different, looking to God is not the thing for that. It's a matter of getting into a realm that is totally higher than that. And what I found is that I have a father that never ever, it doesn't, he doesn't ever leave me, but never ever when I have a heart that turns, has he left me without? Has he left me without any uh, change in uh, my countenance? Has he left me without more understanding of what I'm going through? He's always there to uh, open our eyes to his purpose in our life, but there must be an engaging with him so that I'm aware of that. I've gone too many days and too many hours of just chugging through things, working hard, and not saying, Lord, what do you have for me in this situation? I want to be aware of the help that I have. I want to be aware of it, and I want to respond to it, and I want to be able to uh, find a place that is operating in a realm of being born of a different life, so that I'm not trying to find solutions for living a life in the wrong place. Does that make sense? It's not trying to, you know, have better feelings or have more fun today. It's a matter of being aware of a totally different level of living. Lord, I need to have a total reset of where I'm at. And when the Lord gives you that reset, it's a whole lot better than having a good day. It gives you uh, strength to continue what He does for you. I'm thankful for a God that has new mercies every morning because He knows that He has children that need new mercies every morning. Until we're, until we're perfected, we have a God that made us and understands us and understands our shortfallings 
He's not exasperated by the number of times I've turned the wrong way. He doesn't say, you know, time out, buddy. He's there to say, okay, it's going to take a little bit longer, but I'm still here to draw you. I'm still here willing to give you help to strengthen your heart if you simply turn to me. The response is everything, and I think that it's upon us to say, Lord, I want to... I want to ask you for the strength. Maybe I don't have the strength to turn, but I want to ask you for the strength just to keep coming to you. That's the thing that I don't have to quit on, is to keep coming to you. I don't feel any different, Lord, but tomorrow and tonight and the next day, I'm going to keep coming till I see a change that uh, you're after in me. And thank the Lord that uh, He's at work all the time. Amen? Thank you. <clears throat> I think uh, at times there's a disconnect between what God is really doing, what He's getting at, and what we respond to. We don't really see that it's God that's really at work trying to get our attention, and we can plow forth into something. And uh, I think this word really requires an application, you know, so that even going out here today, that, Lord, uh, where would you be trying and how would you be trying to to get my attention? Because just because he, he, he can go to great length to set things up to, to turn our heart, there's no guarantee that we really will respond to that. We understand that that's kind of the heart of what's, I think, what I'm getting need really to allow God to touch my heart so that I will turn easily. You know, he turns the heart of the king as rivers of water. He can turn the heart of an independent, stubborn king. This is God doing that. All the things we have happening abroad, you know, God's at work. He's not sleeping. He, can, he is directing things. And yet, with, when it comes to you and I, in our stubborn heart, I have to say, Lord, can you turn my heart? I was reminded of, of uh, Moses. Um, the angel of the Lord, this is in Exodus 3, you can listen, it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in the flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Now, how many, if you saw that, I mean, God doesn't always come in the form of a burning bush. But if, you, if you're in turning mode, you, you can see the things that He brings into play to try to get our attention. If we really want Him to direct our heart. And, and this is the point here. Now, that was a strange sight. I mean... I, I may have run the other way. Like, what the heck's going on? What is this, you know? And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned, that means to turn off. When he turned aside to see, God called to him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, and he said, Here I am, Lord. It's, 
It's as though God is looking. I don't know how much we miss because God just lets us keep walking at times. We, we go right through an intersection, perhaps. Remember the story of uh, the former President Bush in the airport? Anybody remember that? He, he was going along and he, and he came upon Moses and he tried to get Moses' attention and, and Moses just kept walking. And President Bush said, Moses, don't you realize who I am? And, and Moses turned to him finally and says, hey, the last time I, start, I turned to talk to a bush, I spent 40 years in the wilderness. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that is the case. There's a little, a little reluctance to turn aside and see. So God help us today to have it in our hearts, to, to be attentive to the mode of operation, to the things that God orchestrates. And that's where it takes trust. Like, God, I, I have to trust it. You're orchestrating this and not somebody else. I will never turn aside if I think somebody else has set me up for something. So, Lord, help us for that. Well, thank you, Lord. The, the, you want to say something? Okay, well, remember that. I feel like I need to say this. The Lord quickened it twice. You know, we keep hearing His mercies are new every morning. And like we think, what does that really mean? And I remember a definition that I got years ago from somebody. It said, mercy is God not being willing to, for me to remain the way I am. And I think of that verse, and I pulled it up this morning, Acts 2, 23, 26. It says, unto you first, God having raised up his son Jesus, send him to bless you in turning away every one of you from your iniquities. We, we think the word blessing is so, you know, we use the word bless you, bless you, bless you. I don't ever have a problem saying this to anyone, bless you, because I know that scripture. It is in turning you from your iniquities. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's his mercy to us. Could you close with prayer? Thank you, Lord, for your, your faithfulness to us, Lord. We thank you for uh, the good that you have in mind for each one of us, Lord. Cause us to uh, accept and, and appreciate the, the favor that you show us, Lord, to walk in. Thank you for this day that's ahead of us. We ask you for all these needs that we're praying about, Lord. We, we ask you that you would go before each one, that you would seek your face, Lord, and that we'd be willing to do what you tell us to do. Amen. Amen.